you know, it's always a type of um, negativity that comes with hip-hop, you know, because certain rappers getting killed, gang-affiliated, they do a show somewhere, somebody's getting shot, somebody's getting killed, that follows hip-hop, you know what I mean? So, me, myself, it should be something that's done. I'm not saying it can't be done, but it's going to take a lot of work and a lot of big people to step up and make that happen. And a lot of people, I feel, in the industry that's in position, they forget where they come from, and some people be like, I'm a multi-millionaire, I don't give a fuck about that shit. I'm worried about me and mine. And, you know, it's okay, but, you know, it's just that some people are for self, and that's how it is. That's being, uh, that's being real. It kind of it kind of sucks when people just you know they just uh, uh, abandon motherfuckers. It seems it's horrible. The, the, the thing the thing with, 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 with Rob right, he had a place to live right. He came to Atlanta yeah. March fifth, so he he had a place he was staying at. Uh, his finances wasn't like that, so I don't know what happened. The, the place where he was staying at, a text message came through. Like, yo, you might as well stay where you at. Don't come back up here. Don't come back here, you know, blah, 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 blah. So after that period, he was, you know, homeless. So yeah. he stayed in, a, in, a, in, a, in Atlanta, Georgia. And then plus, you know, he had health issues. You know, he was on dialysis. Rob was not on drugs, so I'm clearing the air. People think, oh, he was on drugs. That's why he said, no, he's not. He was not on drugs. He had, you know, he had bad kidneys. He's on dialysis. That's why he's yeah. in the hospital. I'm the one that... I'm the one that was in the hospital and, and, and put him on video and it went viral. I did that. I was there with him. You know, a lot of people that could have helped didn't help. You know what I mean? That's yeah. why I put the video up to show, like, everybody want to keep shit hush-hush, but he's not getting no help. Who who who, who going to put $200,000, $300,000 behind his man? You know what I mean? Like, yo, they, they'll take that money, that $200,000, going to buy a car or, or finance or lease a, 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 a Rolls Royce or Lamborghini, to ride around look pretty, you know what I'm saying? Because that's, that's, that's something for them, you know? You can't be, you can't tell people what to do with their money. But a lot of people that was in position could have helped and they didn't. And it was too late because, you know, he passed away Saturday, a week less than DMX. I've seen a, a, a report now. I don't know how true it is. It says something about Diddy paying for his funeral. Is there any truth to that? That's what I was told, but I, I was in contact with Diddy. So well, I'm going to say this, that, you know, through somebody else that's affiliated with Rob, uh, Diddy reached out and was like um, he was going to um, you know, do something um, for Rob. This is when the, the video first went up, him in the hospital. You know what I mean? But, you know, people dragging their feet and nothing got done. So now I'm uh, paying for his funeral, doing that. He's dead and gone now. See, everybody want to do something for you when you dead and gone. You know what I mean? So it was said that, you know, did he offer them help before? I don't know. Rob denied it or, 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 or like he didn't want to be bothered. or I don't know what the typical stances was, but, you know, I felt that, you know, regardless of what, I mean, Rob should have been in that position that he was in, not saying somebody's obligated to do something for him because we not, but, you know, if this was your friend, and whatever happens, this guy got you rich and you ever had good times together. All right, help him out. Like you know, like what's 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 the problem to help him out a little bit? When did you meet Rob? And and uh, man, what was he like, man? If if you care to reflect on him, I knew him as an artist, but I ain't start really dealing with him on a personal level. Get get to know him until like summer of 2020, like August 
funny. I mean, started conversating with him, talking to him, you know, back and forth. And he was a cool dude to me. You know what I mean? I ain't here to judge nobody. He was a cool dude. Like, you know, everybody got their faults and everything. But, you know, me, myself, you know, I can't say nothing bad about him. You know what I mean? Like, some people, you know, they, they just stuck stuff in their ways. And, you know, that's cool. But for the most part, when I told him, Rob, I got this show book for you. You know, you got to be here or go to the airport. He was there. You know what I'm saying? He did it. You know what I'm saying? So I tell Rob, I got a short book for you. I get the deposit money, whatever. I give it to Rob. Rob, look, you got to be at the airport such a day. He was doing it. He was doing it. You know? So, I said, I got nothing bad to say, but I, I try to help him. Let me get him some shows. You know, keep a little chain in his pocket. You know, I had him, I had him uh, in uh, Detroit, October of uh, uh, 2020. He's in Detroit, him and um, Vinny Siegel. Then after that, you got me Big 50, because she be posted, you know, that, 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 that event on her Instagram. And, you know, Black Rob, he never ran his Instagram page, so Billy passed away. It's circulating that, you know, somebody told me that this guy that used to do business with Rob, he called, reached out to the Breakfast Club, and someone said where, you know, uh, Angelique was like, well, Black Rob managers in New York. He said he didn't know that Black Rob was in Atlanta, Georgia. Man, suck nuts, man. You wasn't working with Rob or, or, or managing him. So it's no, now people, uh, you know, want to be involved like they was on board with that. I got proof of contracts, shows, flyers, all that shit. I mean, if you were so so, if you were so concerned with Black Rob, why you didn't reach out? So somebody's pretty sure you got his phone number. Why you didn't reach out? And it's like, yo, Rob, I'm sending you two thousand, three thousand dollars, something like that, help you out, I'm gonna get a spot, whatever. He ain't do none of that shit. But after he's dead and gone. Everybody really want to be a, a, a chief. Nobody wants to be an Indian. Oh. All right. I see, you see a lot of people uh, popping out of the woodwork or whatever. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's crazy. Crazy, man. Um, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to go to, uh, man, his biggest hit right here. Whoa, uh, everybody loves this song. We're going to play it, and then we're going to come back and chop it up with you uh, for a little bit more uh we're on the line right now with the homie Cal Dawson. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. Rest in peace, Black Rob. Yo, I'm getting ready to put y'all up on something, man. Yo, when you see something ill, you know what I mean? That shit is woke. Anything ill you see is woke. Nigga, have a big six at the club. That's woke. Just if he got the fully equipped shit on it, it's broke. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yo, I had this bad bitch of town, she was broke. Had me fucked up in the head, I mean. Walked the fifth time in pearls, I mean. Should have seen them shit shining on the wrist. Now money ain't a problem, see my dough is like. Pulled out my bankroll on y'all niggas like. Lost the roots, went from two tips like. Jackie wanna keep my blueprints, I'm like. Had to hit the brakes on y'all niggas like. Niggas getting pulled on my block like, oh. coming home within a half an hour like, oh. running like they had the manpower like, oh. more or less, more so I risk it talk so I live the fast life, come through in the front flow like, oh. my niggas like, bro, like, bro, nice bro, nice bro, nice bro, nice bro, nice bro, nice like, bro, now I'm Doc Strange in the range like, bro. Hundred miles an hour switching lanes like whoa. Plus I'm getting brain from this chick like whoa. Finger near nigga asshole like whoa. Team floor bitches and bitches like whoa. Nine nine tag been poop like whoa. Keep some cheese lines on your blocks like whoa. Grenade through your window bitch like whoa. Love to see me do this shit. 
like whoa. Uh-huh. Niggas put me through this shit like whoa. Uh-huh. So I'ma go toe to toe, blow for blow like whoa. Uh-huh. And whip the talk so live the fast life. Come through with the boss slow like whoa. My niggas like so, like troll, like troll, like troll, like troll, like troll. We bag it, then flip it like whoa. Cause we jack it, then strip it like whoa. Full of equipment, front and back like ho. Spitting on fiends that come for crack like ho. Asking for shorts and shit, nigga, like ho. Half on his pork, now nigga, that's ho. Flow so properly, you'll see I'm woke. Ain't no stopping me, I'm deep like ho. Guns be popping, be retreat like ho. Hear my name in these streets, it's like ho. Must I pound the concrete like ho. Fill his bitch ass, head to feet like ho. Your man ain't ho.
Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Um, now you're from Jamaica, Queens. You uh, you've been in the industry for a while. Uh, when did you get your start? Uh, about ninety-two, ninety-three. Right in the golden era of hip hop. Um, you started working uh, at Def Jam. Man, what was that like? I mean, that, that's right when Onyx was on the scene, and, and uh, man, what, what what was that era like? Nah, it, it was like because I got there because my brother Ricky, him and Russell had a, a, a relationship, and you know I had went down in '91 in North Carolina for you know trafficking, so I got released. I mean, I got a job there at Dev Jazz at A and R, and Oli Grant, my cousin. Is known to y'all as Power. He was the CEO of you know of Wu Tang. I mean, so yeah, he he from Queens, but he went to Staten Island, and you know he did his ones and twos, and you know he put a lot of financial backing behind Wu Tang and made them big to where they are to this day. But that era over there was like it was like you know because at that time Def Jam you know had 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 Onyx, you know what I'm saying? They still had you know uh uh uh. Uh, Slick Rick over there, you know, they, uh, you know, they had, uh, you know, Brad Man was there, Mev came in 94 of his single solo deal, you know, like, Def Jam was like, shit, the go-to label as far as hip-hop. Yeah, it was the one that really, um, set the bar, you know what I'm saying, uh, they came out and, and really, uh, showed the world how to do it, um. And they always had aggressive music, too. You know what I'm saying? DMX proved that, obviously, um, himself. But, I mean, right from the jump, it was always like some hard rock mixed with some hard rap street shit. And people gravitated towards it. They loved it. You know? Right. Um, but you... Uh, you definitely, you know, you, I mean, you eventually became A&R... What was that experience like, you know what I'm saying? And what was like uh, um, to handle the responsibility of, of all that as far as looking for acts and, you know what I'm saying? Looking look, for, look, you're an art recruiter. You're looking for, you know, talent, and, you know, you bring it to the label. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times certain dudes would come into the office, you know, with their little cassette tapes, and some people would just take them. Some people just take them and just throw them in the file cabinet. You know, never got, never got played. No. I see, I see, I see a lot, a lot of that going on. The later on, you know, came, you know, uh, you know, uh, what's her name? Uh, Foxy Brown. She came over there. That's El Nana. You know. Yeah, yeah. A lot of heavy hitters. Those, was there at that time. But you know, it was like, you know, right. You know, back then, a lot of people don't know, people was getting signed, getting two, three million dollars. You know, that, that sound like three mil when he, he popped out his deal. Now, yeah. shit, dudes ain't getting that nowadays. It's different. You know, there's a lot of other, you know, social uh, media stuff going on now like they didn't have back then. Yeah, it's all, the game's all all, all different now. I mean, on so many levels. Um when I walked to the table, right, and I was at Dev Jam, it was an artist by the name of Ali Vegas. You know, I brought him to the table. 
he got signed. You know, they had him on the show. A lot of artists getting signed, and they had to go through artist development. You know, some people were signed for like two years, never heard of them, and I said they got rid of them. Like, you know, uh, but in '96, I remember Alicia Keys got signed. Um, Jane Rex with Clyde Davis, and, and she was on the show for four years. She didn't pop off until 2000. I'm falling. Yeah. Some people just, uh, you know, they just come out. I work. Uh, I work. When I was at Def Jam, I worked with, you know, uh, Bimmy, you know, James Anthony. He's on, you know, hip hop uncensored right now. You know what I mean? He ain't not LL Cool J. I was the GOAT. Him, me, I was with Eric, uh, Eric Nichols. Eric Nix, you know, so that was that was a, a nice check over there at that time. Then um, Bimmy, I was like, you know, learning the business and what he was doing because um, he was around Dev Jam. He's at Dev Jam, been uh, Ball Thugs and Harmony did that song with Myra Carey. So he was there in the studio when that was going on. And that that record probably sold uh, God knows how many millions. It, it did numbers. Just like I said, it was the go-to label. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, when uh, you know, what I'm saying, uh, did you when you left Def Jam, um, did you start your own like a uh, company, management company, or, or label? Nah. Nah. That's a lot. When you when you have a label, that's a lot of responsibility. People don't know because right now anybody mama can have a label. A label is nothing right now. You know, like the back of the yeah. t-shirt, there's a label on there. Anybody can have a label, but it's all about who got a distribution deal. If you got a label, who you got a distribution deal with? That's where it counts at. Yeah. I get a homeless. I get a homeless door the street and call call some shit called homeless records. It's a label. All right, you got the paperwork done, copyrighted. LLC, it's a label. Get that master P money. No. Yeah, it's a label. It might get a label. Now it's like, who you got your label? Who you got a distribution deal with? If anything, if you ain't got a distribution deal, what the fuck do you have a label for? Yeah. You know how you get a distribution deal? It's all about numbers. If you got an artist that you push in and... You put in twenty, thirty thousand behind marketing. You on every major platform. You doing shows here and there. It's like a commercial. Like you know, the, the every the average person you always see a commercial about um, Hyundai, Toyotas, Lexus, um, uh, Acuras, you know, Mercedes. You know why? Nissans because everyday person could afford that car. You understand? Yeah. Now, you know they make Lamborghinis, Ferraris, and Rolls Royces. You'll see commercials with them because the everyday person cannot afford that car. But you know they make them. So when you go get some yeah. car, high cars like that, you got to order them for the dealer. They got to ship it over here. It might be a six-month waiting list for certain colors you want, a certain color, or you want this done, that done. Like when Mercedes-Benz first came out with the CLK, the buggy eyes. You gotta wait six months to get your car. Uh, what, what are some of the highlights of your, or you, of your career, going all the way back from Def Jam to today? Well, you know, 
I did a lot. See, I helped a lot of people behind closed doors. I mean, like, like a lot of situations came about. You know, the uh, I would say, you know, like me getting released from the federal prison. You know, my indictment. You know, Barack Obama. You know, overturned my sentence. You know, I was pleased to do that. Instead of me doing ten years, I did five years. I came home. November first, two thousand eleven, the day that law kicked. So, you know, I'm I'm grateful for that because you know a lot of people go to jail and don't come home. You know, they catch sicknesses, diseases, they die in jail, heart attacks, strokes, you getting generic medicine that's in the prison system that you know it ain't helping you. It's just prolonging your shit. You know, you get treated like a goddamn. I guess I can't even say you get treated like a dog. Some dogs get treated better than human beings nowadays. Getting getting um getting their hair cut and you know funerals and Walkers and shit like that, coats and hats and shit. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's a horrible. Uh, and, and you know, America is the worst country. We got more incarcerated than anywhere. Um, yeah. You know, I think we only rival like Russia or something like that. That's about it. But uh, it, it's it's a uh, it's a it, it's a uh, pipeline system that they got and and. It's just fucked up, you know. Um, how did you get through it, man? Did you do a lot of reading or writing, or? or yeah, what, what yeah. You, I wasn't no slow dude. People, people that yeah. know me, you know what I'm saying? Like from my neighborhood, you know, Mr. Junior High School, high school, man. I got skipped from the sixth grade to the eighth. So you know, like I, I ain't no no dumb guy. Just like you know, when you're in prison, you know, it's certain people who you you could deal with, certain people you can't deal with. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Like, you got all type of people in there. You know what I mean? You got to learn how to adapt with your, um, your environment. You know, some dudes is, you know, gang-affiliated. Some dudes not. You know, you got, you know, you got the neutral guys, you got the bloods, the Crips, your five percenters, your Muslims, your Christians. You know, you got, you know, the, 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 some pedophiles in there, some murderers, some rapists in there, you know, some drug users, drug dealers. You know what I mean? It's a whole, a whole lot. You know what I mean? You got to know how to adapt to your environment. You know what I mean? So it's something you, you you can learn in jail that you can't learn in the streets. You know, you, you got to learn how to do it with different people's um, personalities because you live there with them. Yeah. But I got, yeah. I, got, I got a guest for you. You know, he's sitting right next to me. He can tell you the experiences that he had with Black Rob. You know, he helped him out. I mean, the way he's an artist himself. You know, he got his... It, 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 a lot of things going on for him. So his name is um, Goldmouth. He's from out of Georgia. But I'm going to let him speak to you all. And, you know, he got some powerful things that, you know, need to be heard. Not for me, but from him. I mean, his views. So I'm going to pass the phone yeah. over to him. And, um, huh? Well, before you go, I just have one, one more quick question uh, real quick and then pass the phone over, but by all means. Um, I just read a thing online. Uh, what, what happened with DJ Vlad and, and Fifty Cent? Um, there was like some type of thing where uh, you did. He told him. Vlad. No, he just he just he told he told Vlad to take the interview down. You know, Vlad had uh, said some shit about Farrakhan. You know, Fifty never went there publicly and said anywhere he could. I don't know Cal- I don't know Cal- He just told Vlad to take it down. He had on his, on his Instagram. And then Fifty took it off his IG page, so everybody remixed it and came with their own theories about things. Uh, and he uh, 
He didn't no, like it's, it or it's, something. It's, it's, it's social media. Uh, oh, okay, I got you. Here's some uh, some fuckery. Oh. Yeah, you there, brother? Yeah, I'm here, I'm here. I'm about to pass yeah. the thing to um, Goldmouth, and you can talk to him for a minute, and um, he'll tell you some shit that went on. Yeah, what's up, what's, what's up, brother? How you doing? Real good, real good. Uh, what, what's your name again? My name is Goldmouth, fam, Goom. I'm the CEO of America Records, incarcerated rapper Rallo. I'm from Atlanta. I'm a book author. And uh, uh, when did you get in the game? Like, how long you been rapping? Oh, originally, um, I got in the game, you know, back in 1999. I'm the one, of, I'm one of the people that um first introduced Young Cheesy. I've ever, you know, I'm sure you heard of the rapper Young Cheesy, but I started my career along with Young Cheesy, and um, so everything goes. Yeah, hello? Fam, you there? Yeah, you hear me? Yeah, oh yeah. Um, yeah. I started my rap career alongside Young Jeezy back in 1999, 2000. Um, every, day, every, every since then, you know, the sport on the bridge. So I've been in the rap game for over 20 years. I've just been behind the scenes. So. Man, I've, I've, been, I've been in here about the same, same time. That's when I got, 98, 99. Um, man, shit. Between all of us, man, we we got almost a fucking century of this bitch. <laughs> man. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I've been I've been but, fucking uh, some heavy heavy hitters in the game. Now, Jeezy, I I interviewed him uh, one time when he was uh, for the USDA project. What was he like in uh, uh, '99? Um, you know, what I'm saying when you guys were coming up together. Oh, you know, um. You know, he, he Jeezy, you know, he did the street thing. He did, he, did, he, he wasn't in the street, but, you know, he fucked with, 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 with guys like myself that was, like, deeply, deeply embedded in the street. But, you know, he did his, his, his street thing as far as, like, you know what I'm saying, doing the moving the work and stuff like that. So he got into the industry. So he was a, he was a pretty cool, laid-back guy. You know, his family, he had a lot of big-time cousins and shit that did their thing in the street. So, you know, he was the little cousin, so... That gave him that, that, that gave him a lot of leverage in that sense. So um, he was a pretty cool dude, you know. When, when we got in, the, you know, when I met him, I met him back in '96 though. So um, we had a long, we had a real long relationship. But you know, fame, money, and fame changed people. So shit changed when the fame and money came. So you know, um, we kind of parted our way. But it ain't no, it ain't no bad blood between us though. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, uh, well, in this game, that happens a lot, you know, like, uh, I remember reviewing guys that nobody was listening to, and, and my reviews were helping them, right? And uh, once they got past that level and went on to the next and started getting plaques, man, they forgot about me, you know? I mean, it's just, it's just a, a cold nature of the game, you know? Uh, for some people, now, there are a few that come across that keep it 100, though. So. 
Yeah, that's how it is. You know when, you know it's sad but true, man. You know motherfuckers, they just use everything and everybody to they to they get themselves to the top. So they, it don't matter what they have to do. I don't give a fuck if they gotta, you know, use a dead man situation to get to the top. Kind of like, you know, the shit. The homie Mark Curry, you know, apparently, you know, trying to do with, with, with the Black Raw situation, you know. Uh, t- talk about that. Uh, what, what's Mark Curry uh, uh, doing? I mean, I, I just it's a lot of things that he did, you know, related to the Black Raw situation that I that I wholeheartedly disagree with. You know what I'm saying? Um, for instance. Okay, you know, when Black Raw passed, right, I mean, he didn't call Black Raw, he didn't call Black Raw closer kin, none of his sons or daughters or anything. He just, as soon as the man died, he, he ran to the fucking social media, ran to the internet. You know what I'm saying? You run, the, you run the Instagram crying and shit, saying thank you for donations and shit like that. But, you know, before you take this type of, this critical information to, to, to social media, First thing you should be doing is trying to contact this man, loved one. You know what I'm saying? Because you got their numbers, you can you, you can get in contact with them. But you should be trying to contact this, 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 this man, this dead man, loved one, to inform them that he's that he's passed, rather than them finding out by you, you know, boohooing and shit on the internet. You know what I'm saying? The world the world knew the man was dead before his before his loved ones knew he was dead. And so when I found out he was when he had passed. I, I immediately called, you know, Black, Black Rob's son, Lil Rob, Rob Lowe, you know, called, 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 called his people to let him know what the fuck had transpired. But how the fuck you, you know, how, how the fuck this nigga Mark Curry gonna go straight to the internet, you know, and let the world know the man dead before contacting his people? Yeah, you gotta contact the uh, family. Um, how, how did you meet Black Rob? What was I met like? Black Rob. I think it was like eight months ago or some shit like that through Cal Dawson at an event that we was having up there in um, Philadelphia, Detroit, one, one, one of those places. In, um, Detroit. Yeah, that's how I met Black Rob. And, you know, ever since that night, me and Black Rob, we had a, a real strong vibe. Um, he came back to New York. I went back to Atlanta after that night. You know, we will keep in contact with each other. we will text, you know what I'm saying, every other day or so, you know, three times a week, talk to each other on the phone. And so, you know what I'm saying, I just – Basically stayed, you know, a part. I was a part of, you know, what I'm saying, of his life since that point right there onwards. But when, when, when we really, you know, start, cause, I mean, I flew to New York like two weeks after that event. I linked up with him up here in New York. Him and his sons, you know, we just made a, you know, a, a agreement to stay in contact with each other. And that's what we did. Oh. And. uh so, so you you got to uh, unfortunately see him, you know, a, a go through this horrible thing. Um, was he homeless at any point in time? All right, yeah, yeah. This is what happened, right? Okay. So he came to Atlanta, Georgia. Cal Cal Dawson had him booked for a show in Atlanta, Georgia, um, during All Star Weekend. So he came down. I talked to him. He was telling me he was coming down to do the show, and you know what I'm saying. Um, so when he came down to do the show, um, I don't know what the fuck happened, but he called me one night, you know what I'm saying? Um, his son and his son and his cousin was down there with him. They were standing at this, 
expensive ass hotel out there like in Buckhead somewhere. So he called my phone. He said, his son was like, man, could you um help my my dad out? Cause my dad, you know, in a fucked up situation, he can't go back to New York. So I'm like, what you mean he can't go back to New York? So he's like, man, my cousin don't want him back at the house no more. So he ain't got nowhere to stay. He ain't got nowhere to go. So I said, really? So he's like, yeah, you know, cause I had never heard of no shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So he was forced to stay in Atlanta. So he, Black Rob himself called me. He's like, man, I can't go back to New York. I need to get a crib out here, but I'm finna be put out the hotel room. So I'm gonna need somewhere to go. I ain't got nowhere to go. So I'm like, damn, all right, ain't no pressure. So I um his son them flew back and you know, he was he was left, you know, at the hotel room with no more money to pay for um you know, pay for no more um days at the hotel. So he was outside waiting and shit on me with all his bags. You know, I stopped what I was doing. You know, I'm a pretty busy person because I, I, I run a whole fucking record label and a whole family and some more shit. So I just told my wife, listen, we're going to go out here and get robbed and um, try to get situated in Atlanta because he, he, you know what I'm saying, he, he, he ain't got nowhere to go. So um, I went and picked him up. I went and asked him what was going on. He was like, man, shit. I'm down bad, man. I'm I'm down and out. You know what I'm saying? I know I ain't got no money. Ain't nobody fucking with me. I ain't got nowhere to go. So I'm like, shit, I can't, you know, I couldn't let him stay outside or no shit like that. So I immediately took him to a hotel near my house in Stockbridge, Atlanta, because I'm, you know, I stay in Atlanta. So um, I rented him a room for, like, you know, a, a week. And I thought that, um, you know, I thought he had, you know, some money to to put towards it. But, you know, he was, he was, he was dead on cash, so. And I went ahead and got the room for him at a, at a at a nice hotel for like seven days. So you know, every day I go to the hotel to kick it with him and bring him some food and shit. So I had been doing that for like three to four days. And mind you, the Black Rob he was he he, he was having kidney failure, so he was on dialysis. So you know, every two days or so, he's supposed to have been going to dialysis. Nevertheless, you know, he he had been fucking. I mean, he he wasn't necessarily fucking, but he wasn't going to dialysis because. He didn't have all his paperwork, you know, down in Atlanta in order for a dialysis system, a center to accept him to dialysize him. You know what I'm saying? So almost eight, eight to ten days had passed, you know what I'm saying, from the time he was in New York to um, Atlanta that he hadn't, you know, received dialysis. Because, you know, basically everybody had to kick him to the curb. You know, his family wasn't fucking with him, and he was just basically on his own. So, um... So my wife went to doing research trying to find a dialysis center to um to go ahead and, and you know dialysize them and shit. So I, I came to the room on like the fourth day, and um I seen all the all the different hamburgers and shit that I had been buying for the last four days. They were still in the room, so he hadn't been eating and shit. So you know his body began to like swell up slowly but surely, and he had all these toxins on his body. But he really didn't want to go to the hospital. So me and my wife basically, you know, forced him to go to the hospital. We took him to the hospital, and they immediately um, um, ushered him into the emergency room to, to perform dialysis and, you know, clean the toxins off his bloodstream or whatever, however that, that, that process goes. So I thought he was going to stay in there for like a day or two. Shit, they ended up keeping, keeping robbing that bitch for like 10 days or something. You know what I'm saying? When did he go in again? He went in. He he went in the hospital. I don't know exactly what day it was, but it was you know during like right after the All Star weekend in Atlanta. I, I, we took him to the hospital and he 
They kept him. I thought they was just going to, you know, administer dialysis to him. But, shit, they ended up keeping him about 10 days, you heard? So at that point, I knew, like, his, his his condition was serious. So he ended up getting out of the hospital. He called me, and um, I had to bring him his clothes and shit. So we had found him a placement somewhere to live, which was with um, this brother named Cricket, the badass drummer. You know what I'm saying? Cal Dawson and um, Cal Dawson, them people. Um, so he was living out there in Fayetteville. He, he said, moved in temporarily with Cricket out there in Fayetteville. So I come out there and get him in. You know, we'll spend some time and shit like that together. Um, and he ended up having to go right back to the hospital. So this time he went to the hospital. You know, he, I guess they they, 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 they they deemed him as, you know, being in a bad condition. So they, they performed some type of surgery and shit on him. You feel me? He did a lung. They, they performed a lung surgery on him. And, um, you know, he, he, he wasn't well. He wasn't, he wasn't healed. And... He got discharged out of the hospital like early. You know what I'm saying? He had called me and he wanted me to um come get him out of the hospital early. So I'm like, nah man, you need to you need to um sit in that motherfucking hospital until you get till you get healed, till you get well to the doctor tell you that it's okay for you to leave. He was so adamant about being able to pay homage to DMX. All he wanted to do was get out so he could come, you know, to New York or wherever they was having the visuals for for, for DMX, you know what I'm saying? He wanted to, to pay his respect. He was like, go mouth. I'm a part of that shit, go mouth. Go mouth, you know, I, I, I need to pay homage to X. That was my man. I'm a part of this shit. So I told him, listen, man, we got to make sure that we got you right. We got to make sure that your health is up to par before you leave this hospital. But if you fuck around and leave this hospital and you're in, in the doctor, before the doctor give you an authorization to leave, then shit, you're going to be right with DMX. So he's like, man, you know what? You right, bro. You right, bro. So fucking, I'm a state. So he ended up staying in the hospital for like two more days, and I guess he got fed up, and he convinced one of his partners to come get him out of the hospital. So he got discharged, and I and, and according to what transpired then, that was an error too. That was a that was a mistake too. But they got him out of the hospital early. No, notwithstanding, he had not been properly healed after having that, that, that critical surgery, that lung surgery that he had. And, um, you know, he came, he called me and shit. I came and picked him up um, a day or two later, and I took him to a circus, to like a fair in Atlanta. So me, him, and my wife, we hung out real heavy. You know, we, 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 we did everything. You know, we rode rides. We played games and shit. And, um, you know what I'm saying? A day or two later, he passed. You feel me? Mind you, mind you, Mark Curry lived in Georgia. What was bullshit was going on? Yeah, I mean Mark Curry and a lot of other people, you know, who 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 getting involved with the situation and got involved with the situation after Cal Dawson had posted a video. You know what I'm saying? Both videos. They they both videos. You know these motherfuckers. They didn't. You know they was nowhere to 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 assist Black Rob. They 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 wasn't nowhere until the GoFundMe thing started generating money and so all the money shit got involved. Then, you know, it became political. It became beneficial. The motherfuckers started coming out of, out of the woodwork, you know, trying to be a part of what the brother had going on, notwithstanding, you know, they didn't reach out to help when he was homeless, when he didn't have no motherfucking where to stay, when he didn't have, you know, no money in his pocket, when he, when he couldn't put no motherfucking food in his mouth. 
But these same motherfuckers claiming they got a, they love the brother and got a lot of respect and, and so on and so forth for the brother. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's so, fortunate. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, so now you got the whole world, you know, crime, BR, this, and Black Rock. It's like, fuck that. You know what I'm saying? Like, he could have did a whole lot of shit for the brother Black Rock when he was alive. But shit, Puff ain't do shit for the homie. You know what I'm saying? Now, they saying Puff wanna uh, allegedly he he's paying for the funeral, he's doing this and doing that. But you know they could have exerted the same amount of energy or more when the brother was alive and he'll still be alive today. You see what I'm saying? People, uh, yeah, people wait sometimes too long. It's unfortunate. Yeah, my thoughts go out to his family and. Uh, it sounds like uh, uh, you guys uh, uh, were able to uh, have some fun with him before he passed, though. I'm, I'm sure that meant the world to him. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, man, that shit was so it was so fun, man. I mean, for real, I got I still got the footage of us being on the motherfucking Ferris wheel, uh, the, the roller coaster. You know him playing games. You know we recorded a lot of that shit, man. Um, it just seemed to me like Black Rob knew that 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 he was he wouldn't be here on Earth. Too much longer because you know at the fair that we went, you know he had he had bought some things from there. He left he he was consistently leaving behind his cell phone. He was leaving behind his his bag. You know we have to keep going to get everything. And at one point he was like, man, I don't need that shit. You know. And so when he got in my car, he had an envelope that he had you know some money in that that I guess you know people had started sending him money after Cal Dawson. I posted a video, and when I looked on the floor of my car that night, you know, after we took him back to the hotel room to be seen by the nurse, you know, I, I looked in the envelope, and I found a $100 bill in there. It was like he was leaving a $100 bill for me, and I'd be damned, you know, the day, uh, a day later or so he passed. So it was like he 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 felt that, you know, he ain't had no more use for, for you know, the material things on earth because he was leaving everything behind, man, because, you know, I guess he felt like, and I got so many videos of him, man, just just chilling out with me, just hanging out. You know, he he's gonna appear on my new DVD, that's my documentary on my lifestyle that's about to come out because he was there when I was shooting that. Like, he, you know, when he came to Atlanta, he was always around. So, um, you know, I'm just grateful to be to have been able to to meet the brother, to assist the brother throughout his struggle, and just be able to, you know, to say I know Black Rob, I actually. You know, was a friend of Black Rob and fuck with him genuine from the heart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You got to, uh, you know, what I'm saying, uh, I'd be there in his time of need. Um, and uh, you know, I know that meant the world to him. You and uh, Cal Dawson seems like you guys really uh, uh, looked out for him. Um, I saw the video and, and he was talking about that he was on his way uh, to recovery and uh, he was getting better and uh, we were all pulling for him, you know. Uh, it was a shock. It was it was a shock for everybody. Um, a, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of goes, things. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Cal. A, a lot of things pertaining to him was sugar coated. You know what I mean? This dude put a video, like, you know, he out the hospital, he good. He ain't good. You know what I mean? Like, man, he's help. So, I mean, call a spade a spade. He's not in his best position right now. And uh, people uh, started, once the video came out, 
that's when the people started coming out, huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so that was opportunities the, they came. Yeah, it's about opportunity, and and it's about publicity for people. You know, people they do what 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 what. You know, strong. You know what? What politically and publicly make them look good. So that's what this shit is about. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers. A lot of people really don't have genuine love for the next person. They do that shit based on publicity. You feel me? Yeah, it's a shame. Shame has got to be that way. Uh, well, look, look at and the another thing is this, now. right? Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what the industry. I feel like Black Rock could, you know, could still be alive. Also, you know, I don't like to point fingers and shit, but the fact of the matter is that when when the when the dude Mark Curry came to get him from the hotel room, Black Rock had told Mark Curry, man, listen, man, my legs stopped working. I can't feel my legs no more. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, they. They, they 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 put him in a wheelchair. Mark Curry and a nurse named Queen. They put him in a wheelchair, and they 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 wheeled him down to the bottom floor. And Black Rock was telling them, you know, I don't want to, I don't want people to see me like this. I don't want nobody to see me in a wheelchair. I want to walk. I want to use my leg. So you know, they 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 made the decision then and there to take him to the hospital. But they took him to Grady Memorial Hospital initially. Black Rock wouldn't get out the car. He was telling them, no, nah, I ain't I ain't going. I ain't going to the hospital. I don't want to go to this particular hospital. So they took him to another hospital, which, which is, I think, was Piedmont Hospital. So when they got there, Black Rock was saying the same shit. And mind you, Atlanta traffic is notorious. I mean, it's, Atlanta traffic is treacherous. So during this time, you know, they had to get go from one hospital to another hospital. When they got to the other hospital, you know, Black Rock was still saying, I don't want to go to this hospital. These people might try to kill me, and they're going to put something in my body, and so on and so forth. So basically... He was delusional. Uh, he was going through, you know, uh, uh, you know, a uh, fucking uh, hallucinogenic like like phase. And so, you know, they should have, you know, went and got the doctors and pulled his ass right to the to the front of the hospital, like me and my wife did, so the people can come, you know, administer medical medical attention. And before, you know, so instead, you know, Mark Curry took him down to a juice bar that one of Black Wars partners. Own, and when he got to the juice bar, according to Mark Curry, they had a extended conversation about, you know, what he want to do with this or what he want to do with that, and something happened to him, and that's what he died at, you know. So that was like an hour and thirty minutes or two hours later, you know, had they had they did the right thing, which was not allow a, a person that's unstable, minded and physically unstable to dictate how they should, you know. Get him medical attention. They should have did what they knew to do, which was get him medical attention when they took him to the hospital. He, you know, it, they could have put him on the machine that, that you know, what I'm saying, the, 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 the flush his kidney out, and you know, he could have lived longer. And no, ain't no telling what Allah have have had would have had for him. You know, we could have got him adequate help from that day forward. But that was the wrong decision, not to you know admit him into the hospital, allow him to tell them, no, I don't want to go to the hospital. But he's in pain. He's in dire, dire pain and in a dire condition. Now I just want to say, you know, Black Rob got you know a a a, a raw deal, you know, and you know you can hit me up. I mean, I'm at, on, on on Instagram. I'm, I'm Dawson Cal D A W S O N, you know K A L. You know, so, so you know, there's some people 
who didn't know the situation, they felt a certain way, like, yeah, why are you put the video up here for it? People need to know what the fuck was going on. I did it, and I don't feel no shame about putting it up there. Because the other people on the sidelines saying shit, they ain't do a motherfucking thing for him. Period. I'm sorry for so, the loss, man. Yeah, man, you know, such is life, man. You know, I'm past his goal mouth, you can give his... He can be found, man. Yeah. Yeah, Goldmouth. Yeah. Thanks for uh, calling me up. My name Yeah, I'm Goldmouth Sam Goon. Look me up on IG at Goldmouth, G-O-L-M-O-U-F, Sam Goon, F-A-M-G-O-O-N, Goldmouth Sam Goon. Look me up. I got, matter of fact, on my IG, I got some... Some videos with Black Rob that that you know people would not otherwise see. So you know what I'm saying? We, how we used to hang out and kick it and stuff. So you know what I'm saying? Go on my IG at Gold Mouth Fam Goon, Mouth Spell M O U F, and just check me out. See what we got going on. And and also, I want your listeners to um to um you know try to you know get my IG so they can see how to. Help us out, free my brother Rollo, who locked up for marijuana charges. We're trying to free Rollo. We got Kim Kardashian and Drake, all of those big people behind us trying to, you know, get him pardoned. So we need a lot of signatures to free to free the brother Rollo from um, federal prison on marijuana charges that they just legalized up in New York City. So um, we're we, we fighting to decriminalize marijuana throughout the whole continental United States of America. So that's a very important movement that that, you know, all your listeners can also get be a part of because I'm sure, you know, they have been affected in some form or fashion by the marijuana laws over here in the United States of America that they are decriminalizing in every state. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.